Welcome to Talking About Alliance, episode two, the premier Alliance recap podcast. I'm Ari. Joining me, as always, is Hirsch. Uh, hello, Hirsch. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right, Ari. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm glad to have you with us. Um, so yeah, well, I have a bit to recap ahead of you're probably listening to this, hopefully, as the first challenge is still going on. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. It's a tight one. Um, well, let's go back a bit. Um, we, last time we talked to you, we still didn't know the tribes or now hadn't seen anyone. So we can sort of get to that um, as we look at the marooning. I think this was about the most active marooning that there's ever been in an Alliance season. And that's what stood out. The marooning was interesting in that people were not shy about anything, really. Um, they were talking about previous uh, relationships or knowing people who were playing the game, and they weren't shy about saying, oh, I've played this with this person, or I'm in this st- server with this person. And so, um, you know, talking about previous relationships like that, people you know, um, anyone who's paying attention is – you know, could and should be taking notes. And that's, uh, but there was a, you know, like eight or nine people who, who were wandering into this server for the first time and don't know that. And you're just giving away that information for free. And, and that can be used against you. Um, and likely will at some point down the road, if anybody was paying attention and taking notes. So uh, the, there was way too much uh, chatter about that kind of stuff for my liking. I would, it doesn't seem smart, honestly. Uh, and so just for reference, there were a total of 1752 messages in the marooning. Um, some of that was announcing tribes, but a lot of general chatter and for reference in Dark Forest, there were 811. Um, Mojo Desert had 192, Chatter had 131, Discordia had 473. Uh, so it kind of depends on the season, but that can sometimes just be a time where People are sort of staring at each other and not really saying much of anything. And I think something we're seeing in general with this cast is that they're pretty much entirely very active and out and about. Uh, and I think that's definitely good for the game overall. Great for the game. Great for the game may not be great for their game. I think uh, I, I, these uh, these previous relationships the, are not going to. I don't know. I don't, I, I like it, but it, it could hurt people. That's, that's, I just, we'll, we'll see what happens. So um, we get the tribes and uh, to go through this quickly, we have the Rutke tribe, both tribes named after uh, famous female mountain climbers, which has Bella, uh, our friend, Big Hen 1516, Red Hand, DC, KT, Nikki, the last minute swap, uh, Tobias and Wind, and then the Arunima tribe, if I'm saying that right, with Goose with the double zeros, Jessica, Clara, Shannon, Spencer, Spidey, Stark, and William. Um, anything stick out from those initial tribes? Um, I was uh, very... Uh... I was curious to see a DC bread and hen land on the same tribe because all of them had spent a lot of time together in the, um, 
in the Alliance HQ um, or the uh, Dark Forest server, you know, that um, and DC and Hen were both early favorites with a lot of people. Um, so having them on the same tribe and, and you know, and them being uh, aware of each other and each knowing that the other is pretty competitive. Um, I was curious to see how that was going to play out. That was, um, and uh, on the Aranima tribe, it seemed to be uh, a lot more unknown, uh, a lot less, uh, a lot less uh, certainty who was going to be the big players in that, uh, in that tribe. You know, you had Jessica um, and Stark, uh, you know, and a few, you know, and Shan, uh, Shan, yes, but, um, and you'll, um, you'll go, I'm sure you'll go over, but, there was a lot more um, uncertainty in my eyes as how, how uh, our Nima would play out. So uh, Rutke seemed to be setting itself up for a big, uh, a big showdown between some of the power plays right off the bat. If they didn't form together. Uh, so uh, they went pretty quickly into the first reward challenge, um, which I think was which was very similar to the challenge from Dark Forest, setting up the camp. Uh, they had a, basically a command tutorial, uh, which I think worked really well for the players in Dark Forest. And again, here in Summit, uh, they had to set up their camp, build a shelter, uh, go find fish, cook the fish, start a fire, um, and basically all work together in that. Uh, there was an advantage um, generally that I think the tribes are bigger this time with eight instead of six. And I remember one of the tribes basically only had three people online for this. Uh, it was basically a squirb, crab, and one other, I think, on their tribe. And they had to work together. So both tribes had a lot of active people. Um, in the end, the Rutke tribe, one, they looked a little more confident, a little more organized. Um, I think a couple times the Arunuma tribe uh, kind of flustered a bit and uh, fumbled a couple things when lost a couple minutes uh, and ended up losing the reward. I think both of them looked pretty good through this. Yeah, I think the, the difference was like three minutes or something like that, which is respectable. I mean, when you're especially like, as I noticed, um, as I pointed out, the Aranima tribe had uh, a lot of uh, people who were pretty new to the uh, to the server. So uh, it's not surprising that it might take them a few minutes to kind of get uh, used to the how the commands were handled. Um, so it didn't necessarily surprise me. I think they were favored by the, the viewers and the viewers lounge poll to, to, that Rutke would win. Um, but yeah, you're right. Both did a very respectable job and it was just it, it just came down to, uh, you know, a little maybe a little bit more familiarity with uh, how commands are handled in Alliance. Yes, and they both did well. The um, Rutke tribe in that won the reward of an extra flint, um, which we'll get to in a minute, which I don't think is going to be much of a factor for anything. Uh, but in looking at the tribes in general, um, it looks like we're mainly seeing people pair up who are the active ones, the power players on their tribe, and no one's really talking about who's a threat or who they want to have a tight alliance with in terms of like a two or a three that isn't necessarily two power players like we're seeing in, <coughs> in DC, you know, something like that. And you just kind of wonder how long can something like that last with two players who know the game really well are going to be really active and you would think are going to be big targets. 
the the whole um, meat shield uh, theory that is popular on uh, Survivor itself. Uh, you keep a you keep a big target near you. You know you want you want to keep that bigger target as long as you can because once it's gone and if you're the next biggest target, that's not a good thing. Um, so they they I think they realize that. Um, but they won't have the uh, the luxury of of that if um, if they get you know split off in a in a swap, and uh, there's other people who uh, are familiar from on both tribes that both of these guys are are going to be power players, so uh, that'll be interesting to play out. I was I was curious that there was a uh, a pretty solid quote unquote you know air quotes uh, day one alliance between um, on Rutke between DC Hen bread kt and uh tobias um and those kind of day one alliances that are so big rarely work out so it'll be fun to watch that implode and and it could implode as uh early as this uh this first tribal council depending on the the results of this uh immunity challenge that, that we're, we're um, recording during yeah one thing that stood out to me uh was that bella and tobias um, both of them were new to our organization and our community, but they seem to have some past history with the Oktoberfest org. Oh, I think that was a survivor thing and some sort of bitter parting and jury situation. Um, and they seem to have made that up. The other thing with that is that we just haven't seen much from Bella at all uh, in terms of any strategizing or sending DMs. Done a little bit with the challenge, but has generally not really done a ton of connecting with people. Um, I think she's a recommendation from Angel Cake, a previous player and someone whose judgment I would trust. And so I've kind of been waiting to see more from her and just haven't gotten that so far. Yeah, uh, Bella played on the, um, played in the second season of Global Viber uh, with Angel Cake, uh, the uh, Mojo Island uh, alum that Ari and I both played with. And, um, and, and she was as ride or die pretty much the whole time, I believe, uh, from what I remember. So, yeah, I mean, she, she knows the game. I mean, she's, she hasn't played Alliance, um, which, as we, we, we constantly hit on, tends to be a much more uh, – there's a lot more of a social aspect, it seems, in, in this uh, org than in others. Um, the Bella the Bella Tobias uh, connection, I think, is going to – We'll hit on it a little later, I think, but I think it might play in uh, a little sooner than uh, than expected. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And then, um, yes, yeah, so we can talk about, I guess, the challenge, the tending fire challenge. Um, in some ways, a standard 24-hour second challenge uh, to recap, you have to start a fire with a command, and every 25 minutes, someone has to use a tend fire command to keep it going that lasts for 25 minutes. But when you do that, you get locked out for an hour. You know, I guess you have to go into the woods, gather more firewood or sticks to tend to the fire for an hour. So you basically need at least three people at all times active. Um, the advantage, so the challenge comes down to whoever's fire goes out the most times or up to, if it goes out a second time, I think you lose. Um, the advantage of the extra flint that was won in the reward challenge basically gives them an extra chance. If their fire goes out twice, Rutke can restart it for a third time. Um, and basically, I don't think that that's going to come into play. It hasn't yet. Both tribes made it through the uh, 
overnight and are into the afternoon now with without having their fire gone out. And I don't think that was ever really going to be much of a question given how we've seen previous iterations of this kind of thing go in Alliance seasons. There's always going to be people online. Um, so the tiebreaker is who has the most total tends to the fire commands sent in their channel. Um, and as we're talking right now, it's pretty close. Um, over the last couple hours, the Arunima tribe took a bit of a lead. They're up 126 to 121 as I'm sending this, as I'm looking at this now. Uh, it was pretty tight basically through the overnight period. And then in the early hours in the morning, they've made up a few points just by having pretty much everyone online, at least five or six every hour, I, I think. Um, yeah. And they've been almost perfect. And they can kind of start to close it out if they have people on the rest of the challenge, even though I think the Rocky tribe is seeming very confident in how they've done so far without having any way to compare. They're a little bit behind, but still not out of the question. Yeah, I think they would have to, there'd have to be a, a positive one or positive, you know, uh, you know, somewhere between a positive one to positive two differential between the the two tribes in favor of, of Rudigi at, uh, at this point to uh, to bridge the gap. If, you know, Arnima, you know, looks like they've got six, seven strong. Uh, I think they've got seven challenges, seven check-ins um, in this hour that we're, during this hour we're recording. And, you know, that's us and uh, to the other tribes, six. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. A, a lot of people, um, a lot of people were kind of going up based on the, uh, the planning um, that was going on. There was a little bit of a micromanaging between uh, from Hen and, uh, and uh, KT um, in regards to uh, setting up uh, Rutke's, uh, Rutke's uh, times is when they were going to check in. Um, they had a spreadsheet set up, uh, colored cells. I never actually took a look at it, um, but it sounded pretty, uh, it sounded pretty elaborate. Um, I'm not sure that Aronima ever did anything quite so official. I think they just kind of, uh, kind of established uh, their, their check-in times and, and who was going to be like, doing what and when, and uh, people seem to have stuck with that for the most part. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens if, or I, I think more likely when uh, Rodeki loses this because they had put in so much effort and were feeling so very confident uh, about their, uh, their success and uh, their potential success in this uh, challenge. Um, but it would also appear that a couple members kind of dropped the ball in that respect. Yeah, um, so I'm looking at it now, uh, and then it was really the early morning hours between 4 and 5 a.m., 5 and 6 a.m., and 6 to 7 a.m. Um, each one of those time slots, the Aranima tribe had six tenths to their fire, and Rutke was going with just four. Um, Aranima had everyone except for Spencer and William at each of those hours. Um, that's six points of difference right there that could very easily be the difference between those two. Um, a couple others in the hours before that as well, um, a plus one, plus one, plus one from one to 4 a.m. Yeah. Uh, so that's nine points right there that they just had people checking in overnight. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, the Rutke tribe seemingly better organized. Um, they have a spreadsheet with extra slots, people around, but Aronimas is just you know three people in a rotation every hour. Um, but that doesn't really matter as much when you just have people online, they can check in as long as you have that rotation of three and people checking in as often as possible. Um, and it is still very close. Uh, it's going to be hard for them to make up that gap. 
but I think, uh, it, but I mean, it's definitely a great performance by both of the tribes in terms of just having that many seconds throughout everyone into double digits um, with at least 11 total check-ins. So there hasn't really been anyone slacking the way that we might have seen, you know, some generally tends to happen on this kind of challenge. Pretty much everyone has been online quite a decent amount. Uh, and the leaders you have, Shan, yes, with 20 total as of now, has pretty much been perfect. Uh, and Katie on the other tribe with 19, also pretty much perfect. And then right below, Spidey, Stark, and Jessica with 18, as well as DC. Um, those are kind of the power players so far in this challenge, but no one really sticks out as having been, you know, getting themselves an easy target if they, they're a tribe that goes to tribal from having missing the challenge the way that there's been pretty much every other season, someone completely inactive this period. Yeah. It's uh, a member of a uh, production, I believe GD pointed out in the viewers lounge that you hate, you hate to see uh, anybody go home after a challenge like this, especially if, um, you know, there was, you know, genuine effort. Um, but that's the nature of the game. Of course, uh, someone's going to, someone's going to lose, someone's going to win. And somebody from that team that loses is going to go home. Um, who, you know, might have lost sleep, uh, stayed up extra, you know, put in the work, but um, ends up just kind of suffering because of um, a lack of uh, connections or that they just didn't uh, put in enough work on the uh, social side of the game. Um, yeah, so we can look at um, that, what we might see happen. Um, there was a bit of a confusion with Dark, who I think was new to Survivor and is pretty much his only exposure with through Dark Forest, thinking that, you know, from some of the worrying that first challenge might be immunity for someone, but everyone's still going to tribal. And uh, was it definitively cleared up that that's not the case, it's a normal, or whichever tribe loses goes to tribal? Yeah, um, yeah, the confusion was uh, in the wording of the of the challenge and, um, and uh, Stark. <laughs> And took it to a couple of his players or his uh, co his uh, teammates and uh, and then asked one of them was like I don't think that's it and he asked production production cleared it up um, so and and I'm and I'm glad I'm it's, it's good to see a, a if they both tribes had gone to uh, tribal you would have seen one tribe voting out a, a perceived strong member of the other tribe um, which would have been unfortunate um, and uh, so this way the, the I, I do appreciate that a uh, the tribe can kind of um, clean house on their own with after the first challenge it always feels like an appropriate action. Um, um, I enjoyed the first tribal in uh, dark forest, but uh, I'm, I'm happy to see uh, Rutke have to go in or Aranima and, and make a tough choice right off the bat or what one would assume could would be a tough choice, but uh, isn't necessarily shaping up to be uh, tough based on uh, what we're seeing in uh, DMs. Um, yes. So um, to look at, some of the tribe dynamics now. So Aeronema has a lead, but it's definitely not guaranteed. There's still a lot of time left. Um, on their tribe, it's Spencer who's had the slowest performance so far. Um, and I think has also been fairly inactive in any DM conversations or generally around camp. Um, but the interesting thing there was that uh, Shannon was able to get a good conversation in with him um, and I think she know, and she knows the game well. You know, you know how valuable someone like that can be if they're gonna stick with you. And if she seems to be um, somewhat in control of that tribe with a lot of strong relations, um, she could push the vote in another direction. The other possibility potentially is Clara, who 
has done a good number of check-ins, um, kind of towards the middle of the pack, hasn't done a ton in the DM channels uh, and also missed one of the scheduled times. Um, I think she got it cleared up later on, but you know, that's the kind of thing that can really hurt you, especially like, when you don't have much else to go on. You're right. Um, but similarly to, uh, to Spencer with Shannon or Shan, yes, as she calls herself, uh, Jessica mentioned in her confessional that she's a, she is a Clara fan. So uh, if it comes down to it and Aranima has to go to, to tribal, uh, Jess might be trying to move the target off of Clara. Um, so I think she could get through based on that. And, 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 and if she uh, shows up in the morning um, and, and hits all her uh, check-ins or all her tending, then, um, then, then uh, Jess might be, able, might be able to use that to, to, as a good reason to keep Clara around as well. So I think that, uh, I think, by my reckoning, um, if that plays out the way that you're, 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 you're thinking with Shan and, and Spencer and me with Jess and uh, Clara, that that would maybe leave William on the outs there who has, you know, who's, you know, done his part and he's, uh, you know, and, he, and he's chit chatted with, um, with, you know, a lot of the people in the, uh, in the tribe, you know, to some extent or most of them, if not all of them, um, it doesn't feel like he's made that connection with anybody. Um, the one thing we haven't talked about is Shannon's conspiracy theories. Um, if you, so if you haven't read yet and want a good read through the confessional channels, um, the summary is you did an audio file uh, as an introduction, which is just sort of a tree mail and doesn't, we don't, as far as I know, doesn't have much hidden meaning. Um, you added a couple of throwaway jokes about Abe and Kanan, um, which is a reference to the global virus season that you played with our friend Julius, who goes by many names. Um, and Shannon's husband was also part of that season and made it pretty far. Yeah. Um, but she, you know, both of those are, seem ha have some Bible references in those names, um, as well as our, the next recording from our friend Becky, uh, who also has a biblical name. And uh, Shannon went on a wild ride with this and concluded that the only possible explanation was that Becky had a Yeti child uh, with Canaan, I believe. Yes. Um, well, Canaan, in her, her in her reckoning, was the biblical Cain of lore. Abe was the, of course, his brother Abel. Um, Cain. I thought Cain, Abe was Abraham. Well, no, in, in one or of her in one of hers, but uh, I think uh, so. It was she went with the Cain and Abel thing. Cain had been. Uh, cast out into the world, you know, to the land wandering, I believe uh, is the actual phrase, um, because uh, he murdered Abel, um, and he was doomed to walk the earth forever alone. And her theory was that, um, yeah, that he somehow ends up uh, near the, the mountain. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was, I highly recommend anybody and everybody who has a chance goes back and looks through the confessionals channel to, uh, to see uh, Shannon's, uh, very well thought out and absolutely insane theories as to what the, what the, uh, what the meaning of the first two uh, scream mails were. And again, and, and Ari mentioned it uh, to, to be clear. Um, I was not, uh, I was given a script by production, um, but it made no reference to, to, 
you know, Canaan and Abe, um, that was just something I threw in as kind of an inside joke to, to anybody who uh, would get it. Um, he just said, pick a name. And that's what I went with. And I, I threw in a little bit, uh, something about, you know, getting, you know, stabbed in the back and, um, and, and, you know, I'm, I, for one, am thrilled that she ran with it. Um, cause it's, it's very funny. <laughs> uh, it sort of reminds me, uh, and I hope it doesn't end up going the same way. Um, of last season, um, Renneke somehow got stuck in his head that Glorfindel was a vampire. Um, and it's just the kind of thing that doesn't really have any relation to Survivor. Um, but I think that ended up sort of flipping him to the other side and kind of tanking the game for everyone and throwing things in the favor of uh, what was the old Fosha tribe, I think, for a while yeah. and kind of letting people spurt by. Um, and you also just kind of wonder what if she spent, you know, the effort that she's putting into these conspiracy theories into a more general form of idol hunting or in building relations. Um, but it's definitely fun to watch. Well, yeah, she's, she's done a great job on the building relations. I, I don't necessarily think that has suffered. But what she has kind of done is lose the script on the, uh, the brochure, uh, which was, um, which was a, a, basically the second part of a cascade that she activated. I mean, she doesn't know necessarily that it was a cascade. But um, as we now know, um, because Stark finished it or started it got to the second step and somehow skipped to the last one um and now we know from the uh and i i don't i might be jumping the script here a little bit uh, but uh, we now know that stark basically has a half idol that he found um in the uh, in the stand that had the brochure um it wasn't uh explicitly said as much uh, when he found it but uh, he said something in his confessional about it so um shan gave up on the brochure to Tracker Wild Crazy Theory, and now Stark has got that uh, half idol to his name, and um, and she hasn't, as far as I can tell, she hasn't gone back to it to see that 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 uh, that cascade might be dead, as far as she knows, or as far as we'll see, and um, and that you know something somebody found something, um, but uh, yeah, so she she definitely kind of got got distracted. Um, and so as we shift over now to the Rutkey Tribe, which may be headed toward tribal council with the hours starting to tick down. Um, I actually had kind of skipped over this and now I see it that, so he had finished the cascade, um, may or may not have skipped a bunch of steps or one or two steps, um, but he found the brochure and then saw the rainbow from somewhere. Um, he might have, which I think was in the full image that he might never have seen, but you can easily maybe stumble into a rainbow. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so we didn't see this for a while. And he shared this morning that he was trying to find the other half of the immunity idol, which would imply that he has one half of that. Um, another one of those you know, commands that snuck into a confessional. So we, the viewers, didn't quite have, don't quite have a full idea of what's going on, but that is what looks to be the case. Um, and I think that's the earliest that any advantage would have been found at any point in the game? Oh, it has to be. I mean, he killed it. Um, I mean, I mean, kudos to Stark. Um, if if uh, if I had to guess, the uh, the second half of that idol uh, that he can pair it with is somewhere on the uh, the Rutke tribe, um, waiting to be found. And there's a couple people who got as far as brochure, Big Hen being one of them. But um, but so I'm, I'm thinking it's it's there this early because. Uh, our, 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 our production team is hoping that on a swap, uh, the two halves of that idol end up on the same 
tribe post swap. Um, I don't think they'd put both halves. I'm just guessing here. I, I couldn't know for sure, but I'm guessing that the second half is on the Rutke tribe waiting to be paired with uh, what Stark's got in his pocket right now. Um, yeah, it's an interesting idea. Actually, I hadn't thought of that. Um, the other, I guess, possibility is that there's a completely different cascade that nobody has found the beginning of yet. Um, that could be, uh, that could help be a completely different cascade. It gives you the other half of an idol. If you find both cascades, you then have the full idol, or maybe it's someone else on your tribe. Um, but it could make sense that it's the same cascade on two different tribes for two different halves, and then at a swap or maybe even a merge, if they're both still in play, uh, you then have, you know, that's always tricky. I think Discordia was the last time there really was anything like that, where you kind of have to ask around to see who has a half idol with maybe, maybe not revealing in the process that you're the one with the other half, which can be tricky to navigate. Yeah, that's a that's a delicate balance. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious uh, to see how that plays out. Hope, certainly hope it does um, just because it's always fun to, it's always fun to know someone who's got an idol and, 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 and you know, and, and have an idea when they, they might be able to blindside somebody with it. So the one other thing with this challenge um, in Mojo Desert with the radio challenge, the radio Mojo and in Dark Forest, the part hunting through the commands that both of those gave a lot of clues. Um, the radio basically held all the cascades to all the advantages. Um, Dark Forest, you could kind of piece together some different things that had a lot of information. I don't think any of anything in this challenge or in the reward challenge that hints towards anything. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of cascades are in play and how you stumble into those kinds of things. Um, whether that's through a future challenge or you just kind of have to start looking and see what pops up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm going to kind of hit on this and I, I said something about the, uh, so I think I may have mentioned this in the, the first episode where we had, that we had with Kat. Um, I don't know how quickly they're going to move up to the next level in the mountain. If they're going to be, um, if they're going to be uh, at the base camp for a couple, couple, uh, you know, rounds, um, two or three eliminations or something like that. Um, I feel like, again, purely supposition. I don't, and I don't know when they're going to climb up the mountain. Like I said, but um, start climbing up. But you know, if they advance to the next level of the mountain after this elimination that's coming up tonight with the tribal council after the results of the uh, immunity challenge, um, the park you would reason would no longer be available because they're no longer there uh, at the ground level of the, of, you know, at the. At, so will an advantage that's in the park right now that goes undiscovered, will it be moved to another sub-channel that might open up when they move up the mountain? Will it just disappear? I mean, there's, there's, a, there's, there's some, there's, there's some interesting um, things in play here that I think we, uh, we, we haven't seen because we're not exactly sure how the mechanics of the game are going to change as they uh, ascend to the summit. So, um, looking at the Rucky tribe as they potentially head to tribal council. Um, and by the time you listen to this, it might be even more clear what's happening, but the first candidate in terms of potential, uh, eliminations, um, you have Nikki who has been pretty inactive the entire time and understandable. He had other plans, it seems, and 
uh, you know, wasn't expecting to start playing this weekend until the very last minute. Um, but the other thing is he has done a lot um, and with his check-ins. He's checked in 15 times as of now, which is right in the middle of the pack. Um, you know, he wasn't really on the schedule anywhere, but was able to, is able to be checking in, um, but hasn't done a lot in the, in building relationships and DMs. Um, so may or may not be saving himself through that. And the two lowest um, on the Rutke tribe are Bella and Tobias as of now with their number of check-ins. And we know that they know each other, have been talking. Um, and Tobias as the one who was sort of calling the shots early on and sort of building those relationships. But seems to have a good control on the tribe, but we know how quickly things can change, especially with tribal council possibly coming up. Yeah, I think, um, you know, in regards to what you said about Nikki, he did do great overnight. He, uh, he did his job. Um, he's kind of fallen by the wayside here in the last three hours, and he's the only person on the team who didn't check in during the last hour, uh, which is, uh, I guess, the, uh, the noon hour by the time that we're, uh, we're recording this. Um, so there might be some uh, recency bias here. If, uh, if they go back and look um, over the last five hours of the challenge and they don't see any check-ins by Nikki, despite how well he did overnight, um, you add that in w- with the fact that uh, he came in late, hadn't, you know, hadn't really been able to build a whole lot of relationships. Yeah, you're right. He might be in trouble. Um, despite the fact that Tobias took for what by my reckoning, and I think by any reasonable person's reckoning, um, he took a full eight hours off. No one else has done that. Um, and um, from this challenge, nobody, nobody took a full night's rest because they, they recognized that they might have to sacrifice a couple hours here, a couple hours there to win this challenge. Tobias takes a full t- eight hours, then comes back into camp and says, oh, I'm feeling great. I slept like a baby. I mean, that is either just astoundingly cocky or um, obtuse uh, to, to what everybody else has been doing. So, I mean, if, if, if I'm on that tribe and he comes in like that, that rubs me wrong, regardless of the fact that I'm in a day one alliance with the guy. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, you know, it wasn't that tough. You know, you can sleep for 59 minutes at a time, um, you, can, you know, and you can, you know, do a couple check-ins here and there or, you know, even just get a short night's rest and make it up later in the evening or some other day, you know, it's a Saturday night and you're going to sleep at midnight and waking up at 8 a.m. I mean, maybe I did a similar thing, but when you have that kind of challenge, I remember for Radio Mojo, even though we thought it was looping, I was had an alarm for 3 a.m. and was going to make sure it was still a loop and listen in. And I don't know what I would have done if it wasn't, if there was a new thing playing. I don't yeah. know. If, I think you were up for that as well. I, I, I was up through the first two loops and then, and Kat was awake for the, uh, for that third loop. And, and she was going to clean up our, she was going to, we were pretty sure at that point it was looping. So she was going to stay on and make sure it was looping and clean up anything from the document that we had. But I made sure that when that fourth and final loop started, that I was awake so that I can confirm and, you know, and make sure that there was nothing different. And I was just basically following it word for word, what was being said on the radio to what we had in our document, you know? So I, I got maybe six hours of rest during that period of time, um, which isn't unreasonable. And, you know, and, and I felt confident with being able to just skip one loop. Tobias just took the, took the morning off. I mean, and, and that's, um, 
you know, like I said, I think, uh, and, and then he came in and completely uh, did not read the room and was just uh, way too, way too happy to be coming in knowing that some of these people had been putting in some, some work overnight. And that was, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm not sure though anyone on the tribe really picked up on that. Um, I'm, I'm a little behind on the DMs now, but you know, when you're looking at someone who you would want to target um, at this point in the game, if you have someone who seemingly knows the game well and could be a strategic threat and who also isn't necessarily the most committed to the tribe and challenges, that could be a combination that makes it really easy to vote someone out at this point. Um, so we'll see. Um, you know, at the other, on the other hand, is anyone going to stick up for him? And especially if so, then what? Um, you know, because he had those <coughs> one alliance, um, you know, and if that doesn't get the momentum, you don't wanna really want to split your tribe with the first vote necessarily. Very true. Um, I think, I, I don't think Tobias is, is in as good a position as he might think he is, despite the that, that group of five day one alliance. Because I think he's just kind of, uh, kind of, uh, he thinks he's got that in the bag. He'll be fine for the first tribal, whatever. And he might ultimately be fine if Rutke is the one who ends up going to tribal council. But um, Bread, DC, and Hen have been in a lot more communication. And I think uh, those three are a heck of a lot tighter with each other than any of them are with Tobias or Tobias is with anybody else. Um, except perhaps for Bella. Um, so I think Tobias is going to find himself quickly on the outs with that little group of three. He's, 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 he's a number to them, I think, at this point. Um, and KT is a group of that, is a part of that five. But, um, you know, Hen and DC are already talking about um, having to cut her, you know, at some point post-merge. They're, they're kind of putting the, the cart in front of the horse at this point. But, um, you know, they're forward thinking, you know, they see KT as a, as a disposable or a, someone that they can cut as well. Um, so Tobias isn't in as good a position as he thinks he is. Um, and if Nikki were to show up strong here in the next few hours, which I don't know if he will, um, he could move himself up in front of uh, Bella, who could be disposable, who, who might get cut as well. Um, and Tobias would want to keep Bella, but Tobias doesn't have the clout i think that he thinks he has so um if he fights too hard for bella they might flip it on him i don't i don't know i mean there's there's there, there's different ways that this can go um occam's you know what is it occam's razor says that probably realistically speaking um it's going to be nikki because he's the easiest for a variety of reasons but uh, we'll see what happens yeah and i think one of those three um Bella for mostly being inactive and not having communication. Um, Nikki for a similar thing, despite having more check-ins or Tobias for being someone you can target for without turning the tribe while also taking out a potential threat. Um, I think you're probably right. It would be Nikki. Um, I don't think anyone is going out of their way to stick up for him just yet. And that I think is where it would go and would be a shame because it would have been nice to see him, you know, with more footing in the tribe and kind of he never really had a fair shake at everything, I think. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate. He was the last minute uh, substitute for, uh, for Gabby. Um, 
and then you know he comes in at the last moment after having no chance to build up relationships during the marooning of that that 24 hours or so of the marooning and then like you said he immediately has to go and and host a uh, another org that he uh, that he had committed to hosting um so he's gone for another night there um he was just behind the the eight ball from from the get and uh it's unfortunate because he clearly has some org experience he could have been fun to watch um and you know and at the end of the night uh he might still be there but um but we, i don't know um i don't know if anybody on rutke has really acknowledged the fact that it's very clearly states in the challenge instructions that tribal will be the same night as the the night that the uh the results are announced um our friend ryan uh Plexity may be swooping the tribe straight from the the uh the you know the announcements um and straight into tribal who knows he might give him an hour he might give him 30 minutes he might give him two hours um but there's not going to be a lot of time to discuss it and i think um that might be what ultimately ends up uh getting nikki out of this game yeah i think that was about all we had to recap for this episode um was there anything else we had um eh, there's some there's some uh, you know there's some dm stuff that i found interesting but it's all stuff that's going to come up later in the game but uh, i think uh in my opinion i, I you've you've been uh, you've been good in trying to keep me from uh, assuming that it's going to be rutke who goes uh, goes to to tribal but i i feel uh, fairly confident that it's going to be them at this point and that's where a lot of the more real competitive players are i'm going to be very interested to see how this tribe reacts to getting having to go to tribal um i think kt and hen um are i want to see how people react because uh there's nothing quite like that crestfallen feeling and this is speaking from experience of having thought you did really really well in a challenge and yeah you may have done okay but it wasn't good enough and you know and you're gonna be able to point fingers uh at, at clear and present targets and um so uh it's good in a way because you want to get that tribal out of the way. You want to get that experience. You want to test those bonds um, and you want to, and you want to be able to clean house as quickly as you can. So that's uh, first, uh, first elimination. It could be standard, but it's always fun. Yeah. And um, it's looking like as the time ticks down, it's looking more and more clear that Rutke's going to be headed to tribal and should be interesting to see how they respond because they've looked pretty confident and that it wasn't them um and it looks like it is and a couple different people have not really a clear target the way there might be for other challenges um i think that's about all the time we have for this episode thanks so much for listening and Hurst, thanks so much uh, for joining for this episode we'll be back soon absolutely Ari. you have a good day enjoy tribal council and uh, we'll see you soon all right take care everyone we will be back soon bye bye